the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning. Good morning. It seems sometimes these days we let the um, 24-hour cycle of tragedy that swirls all around us in the world rob us of grace, love, communion, mercy. And we tend sometimes to lose the resonance of those, the beauty of those things, the beauty of those words, the very music of those words. We tend to lose it and sort of slip into a a, a kind of anxious fight or flight when we engage those around us. And it becomes difficult to love your enemy when it seems that your enemy is threatening you. It seems difficult to extend kindness when the world around you does not seem kind. Three days ago, through tears, I prayed with many of the chaplains from the International Orthodox Christian Charities about what we as Christians might offer to the tragedy in Oregon. And we ended up, um, we have some resources that are in the Northwest and they were able to respond to the incident. But yet, it's beyond just sending a few What is the attitude of the heart of the church toward this and other tragedy that occurs in our neighbors all around us? Not only those neighbors of our own household, not only those neighbors who are Orthodox people, but those who are not. Certainly no one is out there waiting to take our opinions on this matter. The world does not need another set of talking heads like those on CNN and every one of the other news services, whichever your political persuasion happens to be. We don't need to be talking heads from our perspective toward every tragedy that happens on the face of the planet. Especially, we do not want to shake a finger of blame toward what have, might have been done either at Umqua Community College or at UCSB not long ago. What does our faith offer to all of these things that seem to happen around us? How do we pray? How do we act? We act not merely for those of our household, but we act for those around us, even those who may be enemies, enemies even of the faith. In the epistle, we heard that we have been enriched in every way so that we might be generous and that our generosity will produce thanksgiving to God. And in the gospel we heard, he is kind and grateful. He is kind to the ungrateful and to the selfish. Let me say that again. He is kind to the ungrateful 
to the selfish. He is not merely kind to those who might give him thanksgiving. He is kind to the ungrateful. And that, further, it is for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. Kindness, grace, even the very sound of those words resonates a chord of hope deep in our souls. Even in this crazy world in which we live, those words resonate a chord of hope in our souls. Kindness, grace. When people on the streets uh, ask me how I'm doing, I will often say, better than I deserve to be. And of course, Father Nicholas, if he happens to be around, always says, boy, you got that one right. (laughs) Or something like it. None of us wants to be treated like we deserve to be treated. We want kindness. We want grace. Even priests, and I'll bet you even bishops and metropolitans, want kindness and grace. We don't want to be treated as we deserve. Our Father in heaven has been kind, not just to his Son and to the loyal angels who surround him, but wonder of wonders, he has been kindly even to me, though I forget to thank him for all that he's done. I am the ungrateful. Yet even when I see myself in forgetfulness and ungratefulness, what do I see? What do I see? What do we all see when we look into the face of Jesus? What do we see there? It seems as if he sees only you in the moment that you look at him. Though he engages the whole world, though he sees all the tragedy that goes on in the world. In that moment that we look into his face, it is as if he sees only us in that moment. And just for a moment, if the whole world was to look into the eyes that are there in that beautiful icon of him, if they were all to see, if we were all to see, not just as we come there by ourselves, But if all the broken world could see in his eyes the light of kindness that is there, then the earthen vessel of our soul would be flooded by him, and we would all be changed. Does the world see that kindness in our eyes? Does the world see that kindness in the eyes of the church? Do we show that kindness to the ungrateful, to the selfish, to our enemy? Do we show that kindness in the light of our eyes? Has he put it there? I don't know what you think about this, but I don't come to church to preserve the status quo of my life. I come here to be changed. And once again, Father Nicholas goes, thank God. (laughs) 
when we have known one another for 45 years or whatever it is by now, Lord have mercy, we do begin to know one another. When one is kindly with one he has known for 45 years, that is the light of Christ, even knowing what he knows. We come to this place to be changed in that way. We come to the quiet and the peace and the safety that we find within these walls, not to take a comfortable nap, even though some of you might during the homily. I know Father John Carrillo is back there right now. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. We, we know that about one another because we sit together back there sometimes. We don't come here just to take a nap, although it, we might have the comfort to feel as if we could. And isn't it wonderful to have a place where you feel so comfortable in this crazy world, even if it is just for a moment? We come here for transformation. The kindness that we receive here from the Lord, the grace that we receive here from the Lord, it compels us to change. We cannot stay ungrateful. We must change. We cannot stay unkindly. We cannot be an enemy to those of our household and those who are our neighbors anymore. We must change. We must be like him. The kindness that we receive and the kindness that we practice to give, because it has been given to us, that kindness is a breakthrough of the kingdom of God into a fallen world. It is kindness that is a breakthrough of the kingdom. It is not the correctness of everything we say. It is not the rightness of every position that we have. It is not the cogency of our argument or the force of it. The breakthrough of the kingdom of heaven, the breakthrough of the kingdom of God, is the kindness of God that we show to our neighbor. We complain sometimes about how bad the world is. Well, here is one thing that we Christians can do to make it feel better. Just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. Just as you want men to do to you, you do likewise. Now every religion in the world, from Baha'i to Zoroastrianism, teaches something like the golden rule. We all know it's true. We all quote it. We, we, we know it's true enough that we play around with it and sometimes make jokes about it, like, whoever has the gold rules, and, you know, we, we've got variations on it. But we all know it's true. What you want men to do to you, do to them likewise. We all know it's true, but God just wants us to start doing what we know to be true. Do it. Just do it. God so loved the world, God so loved the world and everyone in it 
so much so that he gave his only begotten Son. The Son of God came into the world not to judge it, but to save it, to lay down his life for everyone and everything. Our God is kind, and the kindness is demonstrated by his willingness to suffer for the world, not his willingness to judge the world, but his willingness to suffer for the world, to be kindly to the ungrateful, to be kindly to his enemies, to forgive his enemies. Are we willing to take this up? Or do we just hear it again and again and again? Are we willing to take it up? We are compelled, not by rule or law, but by his love, to go forth and find a way to do likewise as he has done. That's how salvation works for us, and that's how salvation will work for the whole world. It begins with the kindness of God. It is only in the kindly light of the Lord's face that we can catch this. You will not again remember the words, but remember the icon. You will not remember a formula or an outline, but you will remember the kindness of his face there, the kindness of his face toward children, the kindness of his face wherever you look into it. Again, that is why we have come to this place, to see him. We have not come here for an opinion. We have not come here to fulfill some religious obligation or even a family obligation. We have come here to see him this day. That is the fullness of the faith. We will not change this faith, but it will change us. What we do here in this place, in the divine liturgy, what we do here in this place we do for the life of the world and for its salvation. And when we depart in peace, the scent of heaven will still be upon us, and we will carry from here that kindness that we have received. When we go out into the world, we pray that we may extend that kindness to all who suffer, not just to our family, our friends, and those who think like we do, but even to our enemies. By doing this, and not just by talking about it, we shine forth the grace and the kindness of God. Kindness, grace, that is heaven's antidote to what ails this world. Kindness, grace, the antidote of heaven. May we be that. May we do that to the glory of God the Father.